Reza Hashem, we're learning Mishnah in Simen Lamedei Sivav, Shein number 73. And we're discussing here in Simen Lamedei's the Sirtut, the making of the lines on the cloth. And then we'll actually get to the different levels of the cloth, the different parts of the cloth in Siv Zayin. So the Mechaber tells us that here in regards to Tefillin, there are different halachas at Tfilin, Mezuzus, and Sefer Teira. Right now we're learning Tfilin. And Sirtu, once again, means to make the lines on the cloth. If you've ever seen your Mezuzah, you'll notice there are lines on there. So the question is, do you need to do that by your Tfilin? Do you need to make the lines? If you do need to make lines, do you need to make all the lines or just some of the lines? What's the reason you have to make the lines? Says the Mechaber, Ein tzarich l'sartet, ki im shita el yoyna. Mechaber says, the Shochanar Paskins here, you do not need to do sirtut in all of your, on all of the cloth of the tefillin, except for, ki'im shita el except for the first line. The first line, you need to do it. And the logic behind this, as we'll see in the Mishnah Ruda, is as follows. You ever take a sheet of computer paper without any lines on it, and you want to write something? So, I don't know about you, but I'll tell you myself. Yeah, you're shaking your head. No, that it's it not going. It won't go straight. As simple as that. It won't go straight. But sometimes, if you have a guide, you have the first line, then then you know where to work with, right? One of my daughters, she she has this unbelievable ksav handwriting. She doesn't need any guide. It's unbelievable. It's straight and everything like this, you know. But the average person, they need a guide. So that's what he's saying over here. You make the first line, you have a guide, you know what to work with, and then, to some degree, you're, you're pretty good. That's what he's saying over here now. Let's take a look now, actually, at the Mishnah Ruder. Mishum the tefillin, three lines from the bottom, Sifkot and Chav. Mishum the tefillin, ain't allah halacha l'moish m'yisina l'sayt d'kimoy mezuzah. So, we're learning another halacha here by mezuzah. By mezuzah, there's a halacha l'moish m'yisina, because Baruch Hu told Meish Rabbeinu, when you make mezuzahs, you have to do sirtut. You have to make the lines on mezuzahs. So, when it comes to tefillin, you don't have this halacha of Mashiach Sinai. However, you have a different halacha. Rak nishum But it's also to write three three letters of the pasuk without sirtut. So when you make the first sirtut, the first line, that's sufficient. To fulfill this halacha of making this sirtut. So the Mishmur explains, like we mentioned, that the average person, I want to suggest maybe is referring to the average cipher, knows that after you make that first line, you have a guide. Because I personally, after I make that first line, might be good for a little couple lines. But then afterwards, I look at what I wrote, and it has like this diagonal slant going downward. But by the seifrim, that's what they do, what they do, is they know, they know where to start from, and then they continue straight across. The Kamar ain't sarich, he says you don't need, look at the words of Mechaber, he says, ain, he adds over here, ain't sarich lesartate. You don't have to misartate. Which has a connotation, if you want to, you could, right, you can't. Why is that a parenthesis? Because that's the Ramah, as, as this, oh. as the, yeah. 
Mishum dim yirtzin l'sartet kol hashitin. Because if you want to add the lines to all throughout the tefillin, turning the page, kedei lichtoiv yoiser biyoishel yapes hashitas harshus biyodik. If you want to, you have the permission. You're allowed to. That's why he's being medayik in the word. In the words, ain tzarich. You don't have to. But if you want to, you're more than welcome to do so in order to make sure that you're writing in a very straight, straight line way. Now, if you don't write, let's say you see one of the words is a little lopsided. In other words, it's a little lower than the rest of them. It's still kosher. The Be'er explains it's still kosher. Now, when you go look at your mezuzah, that's not what you want to... You want to buy a... You want to purchase... The mezuzah with the greatest, the greatest uh, ksav, lahavdil, but it's not lahavdil. You have an alarm system. So the man says, sells you the alarm system. He's going to tell you, is it, it works six days out of a week? You're like, what about the seventh day? It's seven days. Sometimes it, it works five out of seven days. Like, what kind of alarm system is that? <laughs> now, lahavdil, but we have the mitzvah now of mezuzah, right? We're discussing for a second here. Because you see the mezuzah, you want to buy the best mezuzah you can get, you could afford says further, There's a whole discussion if you didn't make that first sirtut. So in other words, like this. What happens if you didn't make that first sirtut? But you have a nice, nice uh, ksav. There's a whole discussion if it's going to be ma'akev or not. We go back now to the Mechabi says, If you don't know how to write a straight line without sirtut, So, the Mechavah says very clearly, if you're not sure how to make this, how to write straight without straight lines, so you have to make sure you started kol make all the lines on your tefillin. Well, you started boiferis. You know what? Let's take a look first at Sachov Aleph. You started and mishdur perish lechatchilu mishum zakeli vanveyo. Ideally, if the person doesn't have the best ksav. So then he should make sure to make lines throughout the tefillin. And, and the Mishra adds, this is a zekeli van veyu, person is fulfilling that he's beautifying the mitzvah. We say every day in Yashir that this is my God and I will glorify him. How do you glorify him? How do you make Hashem? How do, what, what can we do? Then when we do a mitzvah, we do the mitzvah the best way possible. Now I want to point something out. Who sees the inside of your tefillin? Who sees the inside of your tefillin? I remember many years ago, 27 years ago, I was passing by, the Seifa was in yeshiva, and we gave our tefillin, and I saw for the first time my cloth of the tefillin that I wore every single day. That I wear every single day. It was such excitement to me. I happened to manage that minute. I passed by, I said to him, I said to the Seifa, I said, who's the tefillin you're checking now? So he looks at it, he says, Greenspan. I said, you got to be kidding, that, that's me. Okay. So I went inside, I looked at the tefillin, I looked at the cloth. No one sees the cloth. No one sees it. Only the cipher when you once in a you know he checks it. It's still called Zekeli Van Veyu. Wow. This is a way of doing a mitzvah because it's not just because other people see it, but Akash Baruch Hu says when you do the mitzvah, even though no one else sees it, you purchase those tefillin, or your parents or your grandparents purchase those tefillin. That's Zekeli Van Veyu. You did the mitzvah the best way possible. That will be the Evid. I feel him the cause of Yeshito is Akumois. Like we mentioned earlier from the Be'er he says here also in the Mishterura that even if the lines are slanted, it's still kosher. Still kosher. 
Okay, now back in the top of the page, the Mechaber says, now, what, what should you use to make the sirtut? So he says, don't use lead. Don't use lead to make the sirtut. What we're going to suggest to do is just make an engraving into the actual cloth. The cloth is thick. So you're going to scrape a line, but don't use a color. Don't use a dye. He says, don't use, he says over here, don't use savua. Um... So the Ramah concludes that the minig is to mimisartate all over. Top, bottom, and then sides as well. Might be hard to see from where you're sitting over there, but basically what we're showing here is that you you have lines all over on the on the cloth. That's what um, that's what we are showing here. Is it done with a ruler? How are they done? Um, is it done with a ruler? Yeah, I, I, I would I would that's a good point. I would assume see this is something we need the the of decipher. It makes sense to use a ruler, right? Makes sense to use a ruler yeah. uh, because like you could take something and like, engrave it, but all of a sudden you pick up your hand afterwards, you realize yeah. you just made a slanted line. So it makes sense to use a ruler. Says the Mishra Siv Kotin Chaf Beis. You shouldn't use a ferris, you shouldn't use lead. Don't use ink. Previously we spoke about the lockers of ink in Siv Dalit. Don't use ink. Don't use red colors. Now listen to the reason. So. We'll see that he says. So he says, "Afilu bein ashitin." In between the rows, you should not make. It's also cited, but you should not make other lines. Okay. Um, you should also not. He brings here in the Dirshu note. You should not make from the safe of mikdash maat um, protective. Protective uh, signs that you don't want them to be stolen, so you make simonim on the cloth over there. You don't want to do that either on the on, on the tefillin over here. Um, I have noticed on Sifri Taira that they get insured, and and there's there's a, there's a number and there's a code. And chas v'shalom shouldn't be stolen. There's there's a way to detect that it's it's not stolen. They haven't sometimes in Sifri Tayo, you see like it's it's uh, by the eights, by the cloth or something over there. In the backside. I'm sorry? It's also for insurance purposes. Yeah, I was saying it's for insurance purposes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. I'm looking at the, the picture number two. So we continue with says, Now, why is it so important not to use any color when you make the lines? So the Chuz Dvar Shmuel says like this. If you use any dark or black color, because now we learned halacha previously that you can't have the letters touching each other. Siv Dawit Mechaber told us So the Dvar Shmuel is now concerned with his following. If you have the ice touching the sirtut, 
the line that's black, he's concerned that that could be a problem of similar to what we said in Sifdal, that the letter is now touching something else, b'chaverta, something else. Because now it's touching something else. Unless you wrote below the line. If you write below the line, like you have in the pictures over here, so then it wouldn't be a problem if you did use a tseva, a dye, a color, to make the line. However, you'll notice, like when you get an aliyah, you'll notice that there's no color, there's no dye, on the sirtut. It's just engraved and it gives you the line to make a to make a proper um, the oisya straight. Okay. So that was Sivov discussing making the lines. We said Lagabi Tfilin, the first line is what you want to make sure you do, because the first line you want to start off properly and you have to have the first three letters, first first three words, that's the halacha. But not that it's halacha Mashusinai like mezuzah, which it does require you sirtu throughout the whole entire mezuzah. And we also mentioned that you should not make a, should not make um, the lines with a, a dye, with colors. Um, and Vashmul is concerned that it might be, uh, like we learned in Sif Dalid, of, of connecting the letters to something else. Siv Zayin does not carry with it any Mishnah Bruder. The Mechavah will tell us there's a halacha l'moish m'sinai to write the for tefillin to write on the cloth. So you say, well, of course, what else are you writing on? Well, let's understand. The word gvil, gimul vav yud lamid, encompasses the cloth and the duchstus. What's the duchstus? The duchstus is the section of the cloth, of the hide rather, the section of the hide, which is closer to the basar, the flesh of the animal. The cloth from the word, Taisus explains, comes from the word klipa, shell, peel. That's where the word cloth comes from. Is the outer side, is the part that is going towards the hair of the animal. Now what they would do is they would slice this in, in half. They would slice the the cloth part and the duchsus, the bottom part, which is closer to the basar. And then they would use the inside of this cloth for, for the writing of the tefillin. So let's now take a look over here and read the Mechaber in Siv Zayin. Halacha lemoisha misinai. And a lot of Hilchus Tefillin are Halacha Moshe Sinais. A lot of Hilchus Tefillin are Halacha Moshe Sinais. The whole answer, the Tefillin, Tefillin itself, the, the passage that says Tefillin is, hala, is, is, is a, is a limud you have to learn out. What, what are you, what? What are you tying, what are you tying is a, is a sign on your arm and Tefillin between your eyes. That itself is, is a limud you have to learn out. It's not so straightforward, right? Says the Mechaber again, Halachal Moshe Sinai, Tfilin ala klaf, Voloi ala duchstus. The Tfilin had to be written on the klaf and not the duchstus. Voloi ala gvil and not on the gvil. So if you take a look at the Be'er Halacha, 
So it says, Eloi ala gvil. He says, Gvil hu ha'ar, shaloi nechlak. Gvil, the word gvil, it's the it's the hide of the animal which was not split. Once again, you have the klaf and the duchstus together, so that's a combination, that's called the gvil. And you just remove the hair on the top and you and you uh, process it over there. And from the side of the duchstus, the bottom of the basso, you didn't do anything with it. Back on top. You write the tefillin on the klaf towards the basser, not towards the hair, not towards the outside. Okay, is that clear? So just take two fingers together. Those of you on the audio, and I thank you for joining. You take two fingers together, your thumb and your index finger. The top finger will be the klaf. The bottom finger will be called the duchstus. The two fingers together are called the gvil. Two fingers together, the klaf with the duchstus is called the gvil. Now, you're going to cut the in between your index finger and your thumb and separate the top from the bottom. The top is the is the is the klaf, the klipa, klaf, and the bottom is the duchstus. We want to write on the inside of your index finger. The index finger, once again, is the klaf part. That's where you want to write your tefillin on. Okay? So he says once again, Kuisin ala klaf bimokam basar. Where the basar, where it goes downward. Vimshina, and if you wrote in the wrong place, it's possible. Ma'u klaf or ma'u duchstus. So now the Mechavah has to define for us what is a klaf and what is a duchstus. So he says, Or bishasi budoi, cholkin oiso the shnayim. The hide, at the time when you process it, we divide it into two. And the outer section, which is towards the hair, is called the cloth. And the inside, which is connecting more to the basar, the flesh, is According to this, I'm reading on the cloth, this is why we say you write on the cloth. The makam basar in the place of the basar is hind the makam hayoisev karv lebasar where it's closer to the basar. The hind the makam chiburoi kishu davak leduchstus. So once again, take your index finger and your thumb and you put the two together. Where are you going to write on? So the mechavish explained to us you're going to write when you separate the index finger and the thumb. The index finger is your cloth. Now are you going to write by the knuckle side? Or on the inside. And he just explained to us you can write on the inside. That's where you're going to write. That's where you write the tefillin. So the tefillin that we have, the ksiva, the writing of the tefillin, is now we know is on the inside of the cloth. Continues the mechabro. Klafim shalano she'en cholkim ha'isam. And our klaf, that they don't divide it, has a din of a klaf, a kois and a lame, the tzad basa, and you write towards the basa, towards the animal, shemash and megarin, kliposa, yol yoyna, shemakim sar, ene elokidei mashet, sarich, lesak, olesak noy lachlikoi. This that they remove the hair, ene elos, just to mashet sarich, to prepare it and to process it and to smooth it out. Vafilim hayu cholkim ha'ar lishnaim. There's a regular process of 
of scraping off this hair of the animal. And so he's saying you scrape off on the bottom side, and of course you scrape off the top side, and this will create a situation of of uh, no hair on the actual on the actual cloth. Uh, now, I believe there's a very good picture on page 65 for those who have the pair halacha. So you have here the you have here the cloth on the top that side, and then you have that says it's side a basar, and you see they're slicing it in between, and then the bottom part is a duchstus, and we write in the inside of of the cloth on the top part, right, where it's connected to duchstus. So we now I'll send out this picture once again. I want to thank. <coughs> Rav David Hirsch Shlita, the Mechaber of this very Chash Sefer, this he also has on, on Sitzes, he also has on Dalminim, and Sukkah, I believe, could be something else as well. Okay. I'm sorry? Ervin? Ervin? I don't know, I'm not sure. He, he does, you know for sure? No. Oh, okay. Fine. So that was Sif Zayin. Let's just begin Sif Ches. Let's just begin Sif Ches. Zorich now we're discussing here the halachas of processing the hide. Now we all know from those who learn throughout their learning, they've come across, that's all of us, they've come across borsaki. What's a borsaki? It's a tanner. Now, we all know that it's a, it's a very stinky job as you put it, as you put it, right? The foul smell, okay? Now, what do they do? You take the animal's hide, and you put it in this chemical composition. What is this chemical composition made of? So he tells us it's afatsim. So what is afatsim? So afatsim we had earlier in Sif Gimel. Then we discussed the dioy, the ink. We said that you put it in the meafatsim in the gallnut resin. So that's what this afatsim is. Oibesid or with lime. And you have to make sure this, this process already has to be done lishma. Lishma means I'm doing this the shame kedushas tefillin for the mitzvah tefillin. Okay, says further toiv lohitzi b'svasa b'tchilos ha'ibud shum avdot l'shem tefillin. It's appropriate to say it. Now it's also interesting word wording of the mechaber where he says toiv lohitzi b'svasa. It's good to say it with your lips, which has a connotation that if you don't say it, you just think it. That's sufficient. So we'll come back to that. I'm doing this l'shem mitzvah tefillin, or l'shem sefer Torah, or for the sefer Torah. However, but if you are processing these hides for mezuzah, doesn't mean it's possible for mezuzah. It means it's possible to use for tefillin, because the mezuzah is a lower madrega compared to the kedushas tefillin. So you cannot. Be processing this this hide for mezuzah and say, oh, you know what? This would be perfect for the size film which I need. That's not going to work. Says the Mishnah here in Sif Katin Chav Gimel. So they put the hide in the afatzim or, or with a sid ulikuvahu lemikri klaf beleize rak diftera. It's not called klaf. It's only called the diftera. What's diftera? Skin which is prepared for writing on. So sometimes <coughs> I've seen it in. 
you know, recent times when they give, uh, they honor somebody at a dinner. So they have, they have a cloth. And there's a beautiful letter by a certain Rosh Hashiva, the Rosh Hashiva, that institution, whatever it might be, and they write it on cloth. And it's, it's very chashif, and they frame it. Now, that doesn't need any of this process. That's diftera. That's called diftera. Diftera means it's cloth, which is for writing on. But it's nothing to do with Kedusha's tefillin. So you have to make sure you use the proper chemicals. You have to make sure that you leave it in there in this chemical composition that the hair will fall off by itself. Not through scraping. And if you took it out too early, don't write on it. It's called diftera and it's possible. The other opinion is brought down here in the Mishnah, which is the Mishivas Nefesh, in Simon Dalit says that no, if you put the cloth, the hide, the hide into this this seed uh, or nafatsim, and it's there for four days. And then you take it out, you are able to scrape the rest of it off. You are able to scrape the rest of it off because you put it there for the proper amount of time. And he says, it's not a problem. Since you already put it into the lime, into the seed, and it was prepared properly, it's not called diftera. Then we said, doing this mitzvah, if you just thought about it, then it's sufficient and it's, it works. So they bring over here that even though in regards to ksiva, you have to say befiv with your mouth that you're writing Mashima, and the machshava does not help even b'diyevet. When it comes to writing, you have to have to say, I'm writing a shame, it's just filled. And machshava will not help for writing. However, over here, this will help. So the, the Shulchan Acharav explains because there are those that say that when it comes to the cloth, it does not need lishma. Then when it comes to the cloth, there are those opinions that will say it does not require lishma. Now, we want to make sure that's the Lashon of says You should say it with your mouth that you're doing this lishma. But we see over here that there are different opinions on the matter. Sif Katin Chof Hey. We will actually wait for tomorrow and pick up from Chof Hey tomorrow. Okay. <clears throat>